Welcome to The Messy Path, a podcast about navigating the messy journey through personal and spiritual development. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist, helping women connect and enhance their relationship to self and soul. And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach, guiding women into deeper connection with themselves so they can live out their ideal relationships in all areas of life. The messy path isn't something to escape, but to embrace and find yourself on, not in. You aren't your mess, darling, and we're here to show you that you can navigate through the mess along your journey to yourself. The journey through personal and spiritual development isn't a walk in the park. Rather, it's an arduous hike through a dense and rocky forest. This podcast is created to support you in moving through your mess. As an RTT therapist and intuitive relationship coach, we've been in it for years, supporting our clients, learning how to manage our own mess, grow as imperfect and beautiful souls, and continue to expand along our own path. Our inspiration and goal is that through merging our experiences and sharing our stories and practices, we can guide women on their paths. Together, we can show the variety of paths life takes to finding your true connection and way of being in your life. Life is messy. It's a series of beautiful events that push us, challenge us, and show us what we can be. Join us as we share in the mess and expand on our journey through the messy path. Yay. Hi, everybody. Uh, so we are coming to you today with a little bit more on the dating series that we introduced a couple weeks ago. Um, today, we're going to be talking about calling somebody in when you're dating, which um, I think Ariel and I both love this topic because it's so fun to play with. And it feels a little weird at first, I think, when you start doing it. But it's such a fun, like playful exercise. Yeah, I think we both that in some, some kind of funny fun things yeah I guess is how we would describe them and in but it's just like how we call in all energies right all manifestations is like what are we doing you know for that how are we attuning ourselves aligning ourselves to that energy and I think especially with with dating and partners are we having fun with it is such a big emphasis because do you want your relationship to be really serious and strict and like look like you know uh, a memo you know, office note. No, <laughs> me neither. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like, of course, this is something that we can really explore like our creative outlets in, in how, how we're energetically doing that. Totally. And I think it's, um, it really helps you connect with yourself at like different stages in your dating, like experience, because there will be times like if you're dating, to have fun, you're going to be doing stuff to call somebody in a little bit differently than if you're like dating to meet your partner or you're really calling in your partner. Like there's, there's different levels of like what that could potentially look like that we'll dive into. Um, do you want to share kind of some of your examples first? Do you want me to go first? Why don't you start with the, some of your tips from like the soulful guide to dating? Yes. So this is, in, I cover this in my soulful guide to dating, which I'm revamping right now. If you want dibs on it, um, go sign up for my email newsletter, just DM me, um, on Facebook. By the way, your email newsletter is like actually fun. Like oh, it's nice. like, 
now that we've been like friends and like working together, I've actually been on Whitney's email list. <laughs> and like, you just shared like this nice reflective brief like story about coming back from your Redwoods trip um, and just like mess attuitive messages to share. So it's nice. It's not always just like spammy, like salesy. It's just is like a nice, pleasant, uplifting, like intuitive story to share too. So I, I really like that about your message, especially just recently. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. So if you're on my email newsletter, you also have an option to plug into this thing that I'm doing next month. If you're interested in dating at all, just DM me and I can add you to the list and then you'll get a deal on this soulful dating guide, which is getting relaunched in December, which I'm so excited about. Anyways, side, that's a sidebar. Um, so in that workbook, I talk about daydreaming. I have a whole section on day daydreaming because it is so freaking powerful to let yourself envision what you actually want. I think so often as adults, you get into the fearful mindset and you start letting thoughts like, I'm not going to find my partner or all guys are just scum. Or every time I connect with a person like on a dating app, they just flake on me like, or ghost me. So if you come, if you don't let yourself daydream about the fun that can be your dating experience about like what it'll feel like to like, walk into a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar when we can go back to those places more normally <laughs> and like, and connect with that person that you met online or just like strike up a conversation with a stranger, like let yourself daydream about those things. That's like point number one and really daydream about, and this is like a, this is an Abraham tip, which I love so mm -hmm. much. Like all things Abraham are so supportive and, and enlightening. Um, but they always talk about let yourself daydream and envision what you want to create to the point of not feeling good about it anymore. So like if all you can do is get like three seconds into a daydream of like walking into a restaurant and like seeing this person and then immediately like your negative thoughts come in, set the daydream wow. aside. Yeah. But then keep practicing it. It doesn't mean like stop daydreaming. It means like, okay, go back again and pick it up where it left off. And like, how do they greet you and how comfortable does it feel to be in their presence? And like, what do you joke about or what do you talk about? And let yourself daydream like a little kid. Like, I don't know, I've, I'm a horse girl and I always have been. So I would like daydream when I was little about my parents, like pulling into the driveway with a horse trailer. It never happened like that, but, um, but I would just like sit and stare out the window and be like, how cool would it be if mom and dad came home from work today with a horse trailer? Like, let yourself get that excited because that's the energy you want to then put out in the world. I think about, you know, when we were little girls playing with, with our dolls and you would do the, the conversations with, you know, with Barbie and Ken, right? With, between your dolls. That's almost like the level upon which I will work to manifest scenarios. And I love doing this. And mm -hmm. I think that when you really get good at it, you can almost verbatim have people say back to you things that you've practiced in your mind. And that's when you feel like I am a magic being and <laughs> but this seriously, is I've created. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so freaking powerful. Um, when you're literally creating your own deja vu, exactly. right? When you're in control of like creating your deja vu and it's like, that's the level of energy we want you to feel when you have that spark moment of recognition with your partner. Now, take it back a notch, way back. 
and we'll get more into this in another time. You're, you already have a soul contract with your, with your soulmate. You already have a soul contract with every person you're going to date. The more we lean in to aligning with our soul's presence, our soul's purpose, doing our intuitive work, leaning into our gifts, right? The more we lean into it, the more in alignment to our path we will be. And so these people are intentionally put into our paths to help us learn, grow, develop, have those interactions or aha moments or whatever it is. So what you're really doing is tapping back into that energy that you are already aligned to, that your soul has already set force to you. So it's almost like a triple deja vu by the time it actually occurs in real life. If that was too woo-woo for everybody, we'll get into (laughs) break it down further. But that's like, that's what's really kind of happening. But we can tap into that energy and say, okay, oh man, um, this is what I would love. This is a great first Mm -hmm. line, right? Mm -hmm. But don't be attached to needing that being the first line. It's that energy that you're feeling when someone gives you a look and a nod or says something to you that sparks that recognition, not a physical spark necessarily, not the spark that's like, I want to jump your bones, a spark that's like, oh, my soul. Yeah, like your breath is almost taken away. So here's a perfect example for that line thing. This happened between Greg and I on our first date, and I didn't even think of anything of it. it. It didn't mean anything to me, but it meant something to him. So on our mm-hmm. first date, we were, you know, you're sharing stories, you're kind of giving each other's backstory. And he shares with me that he used to be in the army and he kind of pauses and it's, it's a little bit awkward. Cause he's like, he's just kind of an awkward, shy person to begin with. So I'm like trying to read him and I'm like, okay, where's this conversation going to go now? And I just looked at him and I said, well, I'm glad you made it home. I didn't say like, thank you for your service or anything like that. I'm just said, I'm glad you made it home. And he didn't even get into like any of his stories from being in Iraq or anything. But um, he looked at me and like just got even more quiet. And I was like, are you okay? And he didn't really answer. He, he was like, yeah, I'm fine. And like changed the subject. And then like a month later, he told me, you knocked my socks off when you said that because I can't stand it when people say thank you for your service because I don't look mm-hmm. at it that way. And what it meant to more to me was that I was able to come home and like be in the country that I care for. It's not about the service that I gave. It's about like me feeling like that was part of my path and going and doing it. And now I'm home. Mm -hmm. And so, and he's like, I, so it it makes him uncomfortable when people say thank you for your service. Um, And so he was just like, so blown away by that. And for me, I just was like, okay, like I just, I felt compelled to say that to him and I have no idea where it came from, but for him, I think on a soul level, he knew he needed to be with somebody that understood his relationship to his military service. That and for you in that moment, you were fighting, okay, essentially, mm-hmm. right? What we're kind of told to say to service members, right. right? If you don't grow up with service people in your immediate environment, mm-hmm. you're just kind of picking up on what is us as a nation like suggesting you say to them. And that's kind of what's suggested you say to them, mm-hmm. right? As 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 respect and mm-hmm. um and gratitude, right? And so you kind of have that going, but your intuitive knowing, your intuitive nudge was saying 
thank you. You know, you made it home. Yeah. And I love that about you guys coming home together in this too, you know, a recognition of home within each other. So many fun things. So very interesting. Yeah. Um, But you did something to call Greg in that Mm -hmm. I absolutely love. When Whitney told me about this, I was like, I love this. It's so fun. (laughs) So yes. So I used to, when I first moved out here, um, I would go on a hike every Sunday just by myself. And it was like my spiritual time to just like be in nature. And when I would go on hikes, I would often pick trails that were less densely traveled so I could talk to myself and I would either talk to the universe and I would talk to my future partner. I would share like stories from the week. I would talk about my insecurities. I would talk about my passions. Like I would just talk like I wanted to be able to talk to my partner. And now I have Greg and we go on hikes and we talk about whatever and I share insecurities and I share my passions and he shares his and it's that kind of connection. And that's what I wanted to be able to create with my partner. And so I started doing it without them. And this, this could look like anything. This could look like dancing in your kitchen to your favorite, like nineties music, like whatever. And that was another thing I always wanted to be able to do was like share meal making with my partner and like have fun with it. And that's what Greg and I do. He will put on like nineties rap and be rapping in the morning while making pancakes for us. And it's just so much fun. So you can start doing these things. So like the prep work in the moment because making food with my partner is like a thing for me. So what does that actually look like as a single person? That looks to me like making yourself a nice meal that you would set it up like you would share it with someone. Mm -hmm. Make enough so that there's leftovers, which it would essentially be enough for someone else to eat, Mm -hmm. right? That's another way. Don't just make single servings, make enough to have. If you don't want to just be, if you envision yourself, you know, making these slow cooked meals for you and your partner, but right now you're eating, you know, Quidoba takeout only, change yeah. it up, girl, mm-hmm. put that energy out there, start slow cooking your meals, yeah. do it for yourself because now you're preparing yourself, you're preparing your energy to invite that in, it listen is- to your mu- music, dance around the kitchen and invite that energy. And it's not like do this every day, but like make it Mm -hmm. part of your practice. And there's so many layers. So like there's the daydreaming layer, there's the physical action layer, like hiking and talking out loud to myself. Or like um, another thing that I used to do is when I meditated in the morning, and I still say this, um, I say today I'm a thousand steps closer to my husband. Like, boom, that's, it's happening today. And I say that with my business today, I'm a thousand steps closer to getting to my next goal with my business. Like, just committing like that allows you to set an intention that like opens you up so much wider than just like, I hope this happens sometime. Mm -hmm. I love the word commitment in that too. And if commitment is something that you're seeking, and this goes back to our our most previous episode, recommitting to yourself. Mm -hmm. How are you showing up for yourself today? How are you showing up as a partner to you? To me, it's just always the first step. And you don't have to be the best partner every single day to yourself but you, you got to try, you got to try if that's the energy that you want your partner to show up in as well. And so making those commitments to yourself and here Whitney is, you've been in a relationship with Greg now for several years, your language in that commitment has changed from I'm a thousand step closer to, to my partner to a thousand step closer to my husband. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're going to change that language when you and Greg are are married, if that's how everything continues to unfold, 
that once you're married and you're ready to be a baby as well, I'm mm-hmm. a thousand steps closer to my baby or to my to the father of my children, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're calling in that energy too. Exactly. Um, so I just had another yeah. reminder pop up. So um, my mom is really into feng shui. And she helps me set up my like house every year with whatever you need to have in like certain corners. Um, fun fact about that, instead of like going out and buying this stuff every year, just print off pictures of it, put it in an envelope on that wall and it counts. So I have envelopes hidden all over my house. There's like one in this bookshelf back here. What are you talking about? So with feng shui, it's, it's like, so we could do an entire, we could do an entire episode on it, but basically feng shui is (laughs) envelopes behind your walls. (laughs) Okay. So feng shui, it is, um, all about like aligning the energy of that year and of like the way the stars are mapped and like all of that stuff with your home. And it is, um, Japanese in origin, I believe. And, um, basically you put these little like items all over your house. So you might have like a gold Buddha with like some coins, or you might have a dragon or you might have a horse or, you know, there's like all these different colors and like symbols that you can place around your home. And instead of going out and like buying a gold Buddha or buying a horse of a certain color, you can just print off pictures of these, put them in an envelope and like stick them on that wall in your house or like in a bookshelf, like my bookshelf back here. Um, and it, it fixed, like it helps set the energy in your home for Mm -hmm. the year. So my mom, when I was like talking about relationships and dating again, she was like, well, you need to fix your bedroom. I was like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with my bedroom? Like it, I, I loved it. Like it was like my lair, but every picture in that bedroom was a woman by herself. I had like a painting uh, of a woman by herself. I had a picture of like a woman at a cafe by herself. Like I had like all these pictures of solo women and I only had one nightstand. She's like, get all that single stuff out of there and buy another nightstand. And so I took all of that down and I just put like pretty art that I thought like I would like with my partner on the wall um, and then got him a nightstand too. You know, so it's all these little small things that like help us out. Okay. So I was doing uh, it, like an RTT session on, on love, love blocks for, for, for actually a friend of mine. So and she had a really powerful session. All of her scenes were past lives. And then she has a really witty, sometimes sassy kind of like um, humor to her. So it was like a super enjoyable session for both of us because mm-hmm. her past life selves were coming up with or higher self, you know, persona was coming up with these really big aha moments in like kind of fun, punchy ways. So when we brought them all, we kind of merged all of her past life cells into her current house. And I had her like, now this is all in a visualization, but this is, was integral. I had her like pull up her phone and just swipe through it and be like, look at how easy it is to date now. Because her past life cells were from like the 1800s, 1700s, literally any time before, you know, 19. 19- 90 or whatever dating app started from it doesn't matter it was like and they like broke out laughing and was like oh my god we didn't know you were okay we didn't know it was this easy now and we thought we were kept trying to protect you so we're going through so now we're like going through her house and and i'm calling in the positive energy and her and her bedroom is a mess in real life in her current life she's a very tidy organized super smart person but her her bedroom was a mess and her higher self was like girl 
do you think a man is just going to hop over all your stuff to get to your bed? Right. Like no one's going to sleep with you in this room. And it was so funny in the moment. And it was like being scolded by her higher self who like wanted her to get some and being like, you need to get your bedroom in order. And it was, uh, it was so delightful, like listening to it. And it's like, yes, it, what energy are you surrounding yourself with, right? What are you doing? Are you making an inviting place to call in a partner? What does your house look like when, when that looks like? And maybe it's, you know, start with organizing your underwear drawer, you know, making that feel sexy and fun. Are you putting on your period panties every day? Girl, get some new panties. Like, feel and not because you need lingerie to feel sexy but you yep. need to feel good and that's the energy that we're calling in from inside out absolutely that was always something i did which i feel like i intuitively knew and then when i got into like manifestation and like all the woo woo stuff i was like oh i was doing that naturally every time i broke up with a dude i would go buy myself a new set of like sexy underwear like brown panty set i was just like i need a fresh start and yes. I often wasn't like dating right away, but I was like, I'm wearing these for me and they make me feel beautiful. So I'm doing it. Yes. Um, I love that. So another thing that I like to do, and um, I did that, I still do this a lot is before I enter a place, like let's say you're over online dating, like one, it's kind of hard right now Two, it just gets overwhelming. Like, and I, you know, the dating world right now, I know some people are like just Zoom dating strictly and some people are like willing to go for like a walk and a coffee or whatever. But if you're willing to go meet in person or go put yourself out there and like, let's say you want to go get a coffee and like walk around the park, but you don't have plans to do that with a person. When you get up that morning, say something to the extent of like, I am open to the opportunity of connecting with someone like me or someone who could be my partner. I am open to conversation or what have you. And then just allow yourself to be in that headspace as opposed to like the head down, earbuds in, tunnel vision of like, get to the coffee shop, get to the park. Mm-hmm. Open it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I lived in Chicago and hated it. I was, I had a ride the L like everybody else. And mm-hmm. it was, I was so energetically uncomfortable and I had such a difficult time with this. And mm-hmm. the girls that I was working with were like, just watch Ariel. This is how you're going to like meet a guy is on the train. So I'm like, oh. and I was like post big breakup that was like cross continental. Like it was really dramatic. And I was pulling myself out of this in always possible. And these girls just kept saying this to me. And I'm like, okay, then I have to change my energy about how I feel safety, how I feel around me, blah, blah, blah. So sure enough, one day I'm on the train and I look over and this, and there's a, you know, a total crazy person sitting next to me. (laughs) And on the other side is this super good looking guy who's like, yeah, there's a crazy person sitting next to you. Are you okay? Like with their eyes. And then when the crazy person left, he came and sat next to me rode, you know, three stops later than his stop, got my number, asked me out that night, and we had the best first date I've ever had, you know, and it was like, yes, but that's exactly it. I changed my energy and set point, look for opportunities. I, I was for sure I would be murdered and raped in 
one or both of those orders, like, and then have them take my super out of date cell phone. That's what I thought was going to happen to me on the L, but I changed my energy around it. And then I got this cute guy to ask me out. But yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. Like I, people think I'm crazy, but hands down, one of my favorite things to do is like go around a big city by myself. Like I, I lived in Chicago too. I loved riding the L because I loved just like studying all the different people on there and like seeing who I could connect with. And I would randomly like have conversations with these people and have like deep, beautiful conversations. Like I can't tell you how many times I was like riding around in a cab, like to the airport from the airport and like had like a, it brought me to tears. It was so beautiful conversation with the cabbie because I just loved that about the city. It was also exhausting for me as like an empathic personality. We're just like sucking in all that energy all the time. But that's where I learned to play that game and to say like, okay, my intention going into this bar is to have a really interesting conversation. And I would just like go into the bar and like sit down. The Greenwell was my favorite bar. And I would just sit down at the Greenwell and like see what happened. And I would have always have really fun and interesting conversations with people. Cause that was just my set point. Like I didn't allow myself to have any other set point. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So one of the other things that I did in calling in my current partner, um, is one back to Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. The Abraham Hicks, the first like 17 seconds that you're awake sets the energy for your day. So it's like high manifestation in time. Now, if you hold any thought throughout the day for 17 seconds, it like is supercharging that thought. So, but anyway, mornings especially. Mm-hmm. I am not a morning person. I do not enjoy mornings. I enjoy sleeping <laughs> in. My body doesn't really wake up. It used to not wake up until like 9.30 anyway. So I was working a second shift job So I had more time in the mornings anyway. And I wanted to really focus on changing my energy in the morning. So what also doesn't help waking up in the morning is waking up with, ah, 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 who feels joyful and lovely? Ah, ah, no one. (laughs) So (laughs) let's change my alarm. So I was like, how do I actually want to wake up? And I wanted to wake up with a man, right? So I changed my alarm to the sound of a man's voice waking me up. I love it. And I loved that alarm. So there was a, a, I used a clip from a song that I really like that was said, wake up, my darling, wake up, it's morning. And it was just so sweet. And it was this deep, soft voice and it could just go on repeat, you know? And so I would imagine, I would visualize using my energy in those first moments of waking up, right, where you're most in tune with that naturally subconscious connection as well as you're transitioning for the day and envision him wrapping his arms around me, snuggling into me and whispering in my ear, wake up, my darling, it's time to, it's it's the morning, whatever it is, I love you. And then I would say, I love you. And I would say it out loud, or I would feel it into my body. Now one, it was really a nice way of saying something to myself and recognizing, you know, in the having that relationship to myself, but it was also what I wanted to call in. And then let's be honest, I would enjoy my mornings sexually as well. Okay. (laughs) Because I had the time and there's no reason not to. Yeah. Now, 
fast forward, this is literally how I wake up. My partner usually wakes up before me and he usually wakes up with extra snuggles, whispering in my ear, I love you, wake up. And, or he's touching me to wake, wake me up. And it's amazing. And I'm like, this is the best ever. Every morning is the best morning ever. And it's like, yes, I literally created this though. And it's so fun, right? It's just another recognition point, but it's so fun. It's so cool. I, I love that example because it's so, it shows you how literal the universe can be. Like mm-hmm. it's not always going to be like this, but the power of that literal transition in your example is because of how deeply you felt it. So it's yeah. not, it's not just walking around the forest and saying like, I had a shit week. How was your week? Or, you know, like kind of going like that. It's mm-hmm. feeling into it. So like you found a song that like had a voice that you loved and had a, a sentiment that you would love to wake up to. And then you sat there and loved on yourself in the morning and didn't rush it. And now you were feeling that so deeply that you now like every day. So I still don't have like a, what I consider like a morning routine. Like you have a really great morning routine. You're like, this is what I do. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm totally cheating this system by that because I don't have a morning routine, but I generally wake up in love and bliss and light. And I'm like, that just seems like the best way to wake up for me. So my morning. (laughs) I think think you hacked right to the result, you know, like you hacked (laughs) to the end game, which is being, (laughs) yes. That's perfect. That's like, that's what everybody wants. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So another point that I want to make is allow yourself to follow the weird urges that you have. Like go sign up for that, like weird, like kickboxing class or like go to the gym across town from like the gym you normally go to (laughs) or um, get in the long grocery line. Like if you feel a weird urge. That you don't think is cool. Like, like, um, because you don't know where it's going to lead you. You know, you could go on the date with that and the guy who, and the bartender ends up being the guy who you end up spending the whole night talking to, right? Here's a perfect example of that. Like literally that happened to my best friend. So she went on a date with this dude who ended up just being a total jerk. And like within five minutes, she was like, I know I don't really like this guy. Like I want to like this guy. He looks great on paper, but I do not like this guy. And eventually I think they both kind of like felt it out. Like this isn't really going anywhere. So like on the date, they decided to like go meet up with some more of his friends. And her now husband was one of those people and was like kind of like extended friend group, you know, like didn't know the guy very well. And Brian, her now husband, like walked up to her that night and was like, hey, can I have your number? And Ellie was like, uh, I'm kind of on a date with your friend. And he's like, I don't care. Like I, you seem really great. (laughs) And flash forward 11 years and they're married. Yeah. No, I think that's that's really fun. And it, and it's just about being open. And so I love how you mentioned, you know, setting the intention of just being open to receive, mm-hmm. open to receive in that different way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're just going to keep listing more things because there's just so many different ways and different tools. Of One, another one I love is writing a love letter to yourself. Yes. This is such a- <laughs> like, I just like did Oprah hands. <laughs> and yeah. if that sounds like, add do it first to your best friend do it with your best friend because if you can recognize especially best friends right our soul sisters are top tier for us doing the work here and recognize all those things why is she so special in your life then 
boom, translate it over, right one to your soulmate too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that so much. I like anything like that. Also, if you love writing, um, I always lean towards writing things cause I enjoy it. Um, but write the narrative story of your love story with this person or write a scene out of your dream life with your partner. Like what does a vacation day look like together? Mm-hmm. What does the average like workday evening look like with them? What does it look like to go pumpkin picking with them? Or, you know, like pick something. What does it look like to go grocery shopping with them? Do you go together? Do you go separately and like tackle different things for the house? Like pick random stuff and feel into it. Like that's the whole practice of this is like feeling into it so that you get yourself in that space where the future you is going to be when you're with your partner. It really is. You're in your closet, leave a space open for somebody else's clothes, right? Have a, if you have a dresser, put a, um, leave a a drawer open or a section of the drawer open in the dresser, Mm -hmm. have another toothpaste, toothbrush in with your toothbrush, right? So it looks like, so you're inviting in their energy with it too. Um, so, but my big emphasis too, is just like, don't forget the orgasms in this too. Yes. This is such like a big emphasis on that. And I think so many women overlook it. And I think it's because we overlook it in ourselves and our personal experiences. And I'm like, girl, you can manifest all of these things. You can also manifest great orgasms. And that is, it's just so, it's so important. So, and you don't understand maybe how important it is if you're just riding in like the neutral zone, when you start getting into those top tier orgasms, you're like, how did I even function in my life before this? And it's like, you probably didn't, you were just kind of like milling through. And now you're like, oh, this is what light looks like. (laughs) Well, and not to mention, like, this is in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Like, use sex to manifest use sex with a partner to manifest use sex by yourself to manifest like you because you are in such a positive headspace when you are bringing yourself to an orgasm or your partner's bringing yourself to an orgasm though that's that's the next to the 17 seconds when you wake up that's the best 17 seconds to hold a thought and it's it's sometimes it's hard to hold a thought when you're in like that much pleasure but even just like throwing it out there to the universe like a million dollars, please, you know, promotion at work, please, whatever it is, like that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Respect and validation. Yes. So many different things. And you can be having a fuck friend too. Like oh, yeah. while you're doing this, have your fool around friend. This is great practice to get into the zone for the orgasms that you want. So this, I think this is something I did when I was like dating around and trying to figure out my person and like figure out the traits I wanted in my partner. Um, I made what I called Frankenstein guy. And basically I was dating around. I was like, you know, I had like a fuck buddy. I was dating a couple other people. Like I was just like dating around and I liked different aspects of all of them. My mm-hmm. sister-in-law calls it the hotation. Like she had the guy that she went to the museum with and she had the guy oh, she'd go to like sporting events with, you know, like yes. that. But um, I did that with the guys that I was dating. I was like, oh my God, I love having talks about science with this guy. And I love like how this guy treats me like, and, and is just like super sweet and kind. And I love the, how this guy does this. And I would just take those highlights and write them down in a note on my phone. And like, I wouldn't attribute it to a person. I would just like write he, and then the thing that I liked. And that was, that became my list of like, these are the things that I want in my partner. And now, hello, I have found it. And it, 
it felt so weird when I was making that list because I'm like, there's no way that all these things are in one dude. Yes, there yeah. are. Yes, it, there it, are. Which is a whole nother thing is, mm-hmm. is that kind of reminder in that way. Um, so another great thing is a vision board. And when I say vision board, what I'm really going for is like a mood board. Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel with your partner? I know on my mood board from a few years ago, I have a picture of a couple in bed and they're like, they're giggling and they're like in a snuggly position and like giggling. And I loved them. I like love this picture. And I for sure have like a weird selfie of like me and my partner doing that now too, you know? And it's like, but it was capturing that mood of like being in bed, being snuggly, being lighthearted. And I was calling in that energy. And so I love making mood boards, vision boards. And I feel like really called to do that again. There's been a lot of messages for me to do like another revamp of, of mood vision boards. So I think I might be sharing that later on too, as it's developing. Yeah. Um, but there's so many good ways of doing that. You know, when you go on, go on Pinterest and um, scroll through and look at what's that energy that you want. What does that mood look like rather than, you know, this is what he has to look like. Yes. Making it as like a Pinterest board has helpful because it represents like aspects of, um, of your interests, right? Mm -hmm. It's not must have blue eyes, dark hair, six, three, you know, whatever else your requirements were it's like this is the energy that i want for my partner this is what this looks like to me and you can collect it that way Mm -hmm. and on instagram right take pictures that way um cut them out of magazines if anyone uses magazines anymore you know there's so many things yes totally i would love to hear how you put mood boards together because i've vision boarded a lot in my life and like the last couple that I've done, I just don't feel like I was in a good enough alignment to like mm-hmm. have it produce for me. So I would, yeah, I would love to just like have you talk for a session and like yeah, share all about mood and vision boards. Yes. Well, maybe we will because I have really been, there's been so many messages to me recently from talking to other people and messages, literally messages. You should make a mood board. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I guess it's time to make another mood board, but this is awesome. Cause now I'm going to put my house in it. Right. I'm living in a place that I enjoy right now when I want a house next. So I'm going to focus into more of what that looks like, what else I'm expanding forward. And so this is when like, all of these tips and strategies that we're using are applied to all points of your relationship life because you're always expanding. You're always growing. You're always having more opportunities to reset that growth moment like with your partner. So it's not necessarily just in calling it in at the start, but all throughout, you know, all throughout your dating relationship, all throughout your romantic relationship. We should have an episode on that too, because I found the beauty of the universe is you grow and then there's more growth immediately Mm -hmm. after that. You know, you Mm -hmm. might have like a beautiful little plateau for a little bit, but before you know it, you're going to have another growth experiment. Um, And I had that with my partner. So we, you know, we moved in together and then a couple months later, I just started hitting so much resistance with him. And we kept having like the same fights and the same kind of conversations. And I was like, why the hell? 
does this keep happening? Like, I know I love him. I know that this is like going to work. Like I know that emphatically. So why the hell am I having these fights that are very reminiscent of my past? Oh, because I was programmed to do that because that was how I had learned to behave in relationships. And so my, like my subconscious is like, okay, it's been this many months and, and, or this many years and you've moved in together. And so now it's time to behave like this. And Mm -hmm. it it took some major rewiring on my part to say like, hold on, like, this is not how I need to approach this. How can he and I now connect in disagreements together and not have the same like spirally conversations happen? So then I switched from envisioning what like talking with him on hikes would be to like how we would navigate through arguments or how we would navigate through tough conversations. Yes. It keeps moving around and you just get to keep applying the same kind of theory and the same right yeah practices yep exactly no I just said to my partner we've had um because last year at this same time we had a really big life shift life shift happen Mm -hmm. where we both transitioned out of our jobs which transitioned out of our home and we moved and both started different jobs and now it's been a full year of living in a different space, doing different work, having much more downtime together. Mm-hmm. And the most like calm our relationship has been from outside forces. And, and it's just like, can it just stay like this? Like, can, is this what it's just going to like be like now? Is yeah. that okay? You know? And he's like, yes, like, this is why this is how this is, you know? I'm like, this is an option. And creating something like a mood board creates that option for you. Mm-hmm. You know, put put on there couples that you know are are having joyful long term relationships, mm-hmm. or or you like how they interact with each other, or you like um, you know how how they tackle things. You know, whatever it is, find those you know idols, right? Find those. Oh, what does Lacey Phillips call them? expanders Mm. in your life as examples, you know, and finding that kind of data and calling that energy in, put that on your vision board, put that on your mood board, call that type of energy in as well. Absolutely. I love that so much. Um, Yeah. I feel like we could just keep going and going with examples um, ad nauseum, but it's really, it's really about finding the things that click for you and then not fighting it. So Mm -hmm. I think another one more example I want to share is when I moved out here, I was set on not getting back on Tinder. And I think I shared, I might've shared this in a previous podcast. I can't remember. Um, so when I kept getting the urge, get on Tinder, I was like, I don't want to get on Tinder. Like I've done that and I don't want to be on that app, but I kept getting the urge. Like every time I came out of meditation and I would say my thing about my partner, I would hear get on Tinder. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I don't want to do that. And then I did it. And I think within like three days, Greg and I matched. Mm-hmm. you know it was like that's where I was going to meet him I wasn't going to necessarily meet him like at a bar because he's not that kind of a, he's a total introvert like he'd rather be in the woods so there was no chance of me meeting him <laughs> or slim <laughs> you know yeah and I think you know so much of that is trusting yourself mm-hmm. trusting yourself in what's coming up what's coming forward and making an adventure out of it mm-hmm. seeing just like it's just like following the signs, our episode on, on following the signs. It's like, what's coming up, what's coming forward, what 
you know, what song is playing when, when you're thinking about having a partner mm-hmm. and what is that representing? What is that meaning for you? What's that energy that you're calling in and really setting your intention to be open and ready and, and pursuing that? Absolutely. Um, the one that you haven't mentioned yet is the couples playlist. Because oh, this yeah. is like the best. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Um, so I made a couples playlist of like, when I would hear love songs, I, I've had a love hate relationship with love songs. So <laughs> I think love songs are a love hate. Oh, for sure. Um, so I would, um, sometimes I would hear love songs and I would just be like, Oh, gross, like too mushy, too gross. And then I decided when I was like starting to do all of my mindset work, I was like, if that's my reaction to a love song, I'm going to have a hell of a time attracting somebody who can love me like that. If my reaction is, ew, that's gross. Like cooties. Because what is music? Music is vibrations. It is sound vibrations, sound waves. And our energy is vibrations, is vibrational waves. So music is such, such a beautiful way of aligning into the energy that you want to create and, and call in around you. Totally. So when I decided to shift that belief, like belief and experience that I had around love songs, um, I decided to make a love song playlist for like me and my future partner. And all it is on Spotify, it's public. If you want to listen to it, it's just a heart. Um, and every love song that I heard where I was like, I want that to be our love song or a love song of ours. I would just drop it in that playlist. And it that playlist made me so freaking happy when I listened to it. And I would like listen to it on the way to the farmer's market and like pretend like I was walking with my partner to the farmer's market. And I would listen to it on my drives to my hikes and just like get myself in that space of like, I want to be loved like this. Mm-hmm. And now like there are songs on there that like Greg and I have sent each other, you know? And now we have our own playlist where like we put songs in that like, well, I, I add them. He like messages them to me and then I add them to like the from Greg playlist. Um, but yeah, okay, you just, it's like so breezed over, like the most <laughs> crucial part of that story, which was that when you and Greg first started dating, he would send you songs from the playlist that yes. you had created yes. without knowing that you had created this crazy woman's couples playlist that you're manifesting your partner to, right? Because that's also what we feel like about all the things that we do. And like, so you didn't tell him you made this list, but he started sending you songs. And one day there was like three songs in the same day or something. Each of the songs were on there. And you were like, okay, I recognize that this is validating that you're my person right now. And that's what I so like beautiful about that yes totally thank you for that um because yeah that ex- exactly happened because early on in our dating he would send me songs like all the time because he listens to music all the time at work um and yeah and then I think after that day is the day that I told him like so I created this playlist and you just sent me like three songs from it in one day and he he loved it because he's Greg and he gets my woo-woo tendencies so yeah yeah that that's one of my favorite I think things that that I ever kind of pulled together. Mm-hmm. I think that one's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really beautiful. So I did a soul contract. Well, I didn't. It was like, um, I did a past life RTT session around me and my partner. Mm-hmm. And so we had some really powerful 
um, kind of elements kind of coming through. And was it that? No, it was something else. It was um, an Akashic record reading that I had. And I asked for um, if there's any information for me and my partner. And so we moved through clearing like a few unneeded um, vows and contracts that were outdated that we didn't need anymore. Or we had fulfilled um, already in our earth relationship in this lifetime. And then the, the facilitator says, and there's one other that they want you to know right now. And it's that you guys have made a vow to never love anyone else. And I'm like, oh my God, that's just like so sweet. And she's like, yeah, there's nothing to like do with it. I've never received this message before, but they just like want you to know they being like the energies of the Akashic Records yeah. that you've made this vow to never love anyone else. And that's how she said it, like that to love no one else. Wow. And I was like, that's so sweet. And then when we were out of the session and I was like going about my day, I was like, oh my gosh, my partner, when we got together, sang a song, my one and only love. And we were snuggling and he started singing me a line from this song that I had never heard before, my one and only love, and then told me he loved me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was one of those. And in the moment, I completely melted. It was a total soul recognition moment. Yeah. But it was a soul recognition moment. Now I'm even realizing, you know, from those agreements we made before this lifetime. And it was just really like a beautiful, I was like, oh my God, that's even more special. I feel like now kind of a moment. Yeah. Um, oh, that gave me goosebumps. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So there's so many ways that we can call in that energy. And I think the, the big message from all of this is just to have fun with it, to play with it, to feel love in it, right? What are those moods that you want to feel like? How do you want to feel supported? I had so much resistance to bringing a partner into my family events mm. and I was, I had never had one before. My role in the family was super caretaker to almost a servant level, mm. right? And I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. And so I started imagining Easter dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, family birthday parties with my partner there. And how did I behave differently? How did they behave there? What was that interaction like? And I did all of this work, like I was playing out the Barbie dolls in my head, mm -hmm. just going through what does that look like? What does that feel like? Yep. And feeling into that energy. And now that's what it feels like to have my partner at these events. We hosted my mom's birthday party and it was easy and fun and light. And when he's at my family events, I feel loved and supported and taken care of and like someone's looking out for me but also independent and making their own jokes and doing their own thing and it's like yes and it was a way of just feeling in to what I wanted to create and that's what you can do especially amen. with partners amen oh it was it's so fun like reflecting on all these tools and now I'm thinking like oh how can I adapt that for like other stuff I want to make now you know like yes, right I was so hell-bent on like relationships for such a long time that like now that I'm like in love with my business it's like oh wait I can do the stuff I did for relationships in my business hello like uh, yeah so that's like the actual message of all of this is mm -hmm. is we 
it's all just energy. It's all vibration. It's all mindset. It's all expectations. And when we set our intention for calling in the energy, presenting ourselves to be ready to accept the energy that we want, yep. going over what your needs, wants, and desires are, feeling into your body, what is it going to feel like to walk into the room with a partner? How do you want to feel when you walk in? Yeah. It's like, how is that? And use the data all around you. When you walk into a room with your current partner and you feel ashamed or shy or embarrassed because they're loud and boisterous and don't support the political points that you do in your life. Sure. Okay. Check off, you know, don't, don't have that. What do you yep. want to feel like instead? Yep. Lean into that. Envision yourself in that use and have fun with it. Exactly. Yep all about the feelings and the fun like the, the two f's of this work is the feelings <laughs> the feelings the fun and the fucking <laughs> boom the three, the three f's. <laughs> of yourself with love <laughs> with love <laughs> all right well this is the title of a book that we write together one day <laughs> oh, yeah God. okay collaboration to come <laughs> totally totally yeah like maybe a little bit down the road but it's out there <laughs> oh, wonderful. well again uh tell us what are the tips that what are you doing to call in your partner um what are the things that you did to call in your your soulmate clients for your business yeah. um what did you do to call in your partner what are you listening to and you're like oh i love that idea or that sounds ridiculous you guys but okay <laughs> yeah. what are you willing to give a try to um how are you expressing that in other aspects of your life what what have you done what's your idea how are you bringing that energy in totally. so and, and what questions do you have too seriously like we're open books so if you start this and then hit a roadblock or an ego hiccup let us know like we we love this stuff so it's our jam to talk about yes Awesome. All right. Till next time. Thank yep. you. Bye. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the mess, the mess is, is the journey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get this.